Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 34, Preparing Our Way. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Welcome you today. Hello. <laughs> okay, I just thought I'd shake it up a tiny little itty bitty bit. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We had a wonderful week full of gratitude. I'm so grateful for the prophet and his invitation to spend this week immersed in gratitude. It was a wonderful week. But this week ran away with me. I can honestly say that with Thanksgiving and family, I just didn't get as much time put into this podcast as I would have liked. So it may be short, but I hope you'll find this episode to be a sweet little nugget of thought and inspiration. One thing I know, as sure as the nose on my face, is that my Father in Heaven can see the beginning from the end. And I don't just mean in the scope of the entire universe and everything in it, which is obviously true, but I believe He can see with perfect clarity where I started and what I'll have to learn and grow from and into to become what I've been divinely appointed to do and become. He can see my beginning from my end. When I don't know exactly where I'm going, he just somehow keeps putting solid ground under my feet with every new step. And I'm so grateful for that. I remember taking our firstborn child home from the hospital so many years ago. Doug and I looked at each other once that tiny little bundle of love was sitting in her car seat, and we began the trek back home to a whole new world that included the daunting task of parenthood. I distinctly remember thinking I wasn't prepared, I wasn't ready, or as ready as I wish I would have been anyway. Now, sure, we had the cradle and the diapers, but I couldn't help wonder if we were going to be able to provide every single thing that this tiny human would ever need. Then fast forward 30 years, and I can now see in retrospect that despite our shortcomings and the days and nights we threw our hands up in the air not having the slightest idea of what to do about colic or crying or that mystery skin rash, God did in fact make me a big sister to two younger brothers and sisters, and I was pretty good at it. He gave me opportunities that at the time I may have begrudged just a little bit or resented, but that had, in fact, prepared me to be a mother. When I was first called to be a primary president in a very large, young ward, I wasn't ready. I didn't have a single clue how to lead the organization and all of its little tiny ones. But again, God had previously paved the way. As my motherhood experience grew with three additional children, so did my desire to be the very best mom I could possibly be. I'm serious. I read every book, listened to books on tape. Yeah, I said tape. I'm that old. (laughs) And I just tried so hard, and I prayed so hard, and then I tried over and over again to get it right. And that's all my Father in Heaven expected me to do in primary. And those opportunities to teach my own children blessed me in my ability to teach others' children. With other callings as well, I recognized that certain experiences and unique opportunities that had been planted along the pathway of my own life gave me unique insight and perspective that would help me love and serve those whose stewardship I'd been charged with. In fact, even some of the challenges that I've been faced with have been laced with understanding, grown from previous trials that had me grumbling then, and then eventually grateful for in the future. 
Even when I started this podcast, you should have heard the conversations with my father in heaven. They resembled those of complete and utter dependence. I remember feeling like, I don't know the first thing about anything. And I would pray. I don't know software, editing, audio, publishing. It was just so overwhelming to me. But he did plant in me the desire to write. I've loved to write always. And I wanted to continue to influence my now grown children. He guided my steps in going back to school to develop certain skills and gave me life experiences that I could draw upon to share with not only them, but others. I think of Queen Esther in the Old Testament. So in the book of Esther, we learn her story, that of a Jewish woman and the adopted daughter of a Jewish man named Mordecai, who married King Asarius, becoming the Queen of Persia. Now, realizing the grave danger which loomed over his people because Mordecai refused to pay deference to the king, Mordecai, her adopted father, pled with Esther to approach the king and plead for their people, the Jews. Mordecai said to Esther, quote, Who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? End quote. That's found in Esther 4.14. Do you think Esther felt prepared? Well, she asked Mordecai to gather all of the Jews in Shushan and fast three days for her, and she and her handmaids would do the same. And then she said, quote, I will go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish, end quote. Because at that time, approaching the king without being summoned was punishable by death, I guess, even if the king is your husband. <laughs> but because she was spiritually prepared, Esther approached the king, was received by him, and at great personal risk obtained a reversal of the decree to kill all the Jews in the kingdom. God had prepared Esther during every stage of her life. In fact, she had been born for such a time as that and had saved an entire nation as a result. The last example I want to point out before I draw my conclusion is that of Moses, and I have our beautiful niece Rachel Motorsitsky to thank for this incredible insight that just drew all of my thoughts together perfectly today. In Exodus chapter 3, we're taught that the Lord appears to Moses at the burning bush, right? Then as we read on in chapter 4, he's being given certain powers to convince the Egyptians of his God-given power so that he can release the Israelite slaves from bondage. In verse 9, we learn that Moses is given certain power over water, including the power to dry the rivers and turn the rivers into blood. Now allow me to quote cute Rachel. Quote, I think a lot about Moses. He was being asked to do such hard feats of faith and ultimately turning against the traditions of his family and turning towards God. But at the time of the burning bush, Moses was blessed to have the power over many waters. What a strange blessing out of context. But later he is called to part the Red Sea. The Lord had already blessed him with the ability to perform this miracle. He knew the end from the beginning. The same is God's hand in our own lives. Where we are led to go, the Lord creates Red Sea roads for us. He parts the waves when we can't see the way. End quote. Isn't that so perfect? Oh my gosh, such wisdom in such a beautiful young girl. It is my testimony today that God's fingerprints really are literally all along our individual life paths. There are no coincidences. He can see the beginning from the end and all the places in between. Our Father in Heaven has prepared each of us for such time as this, and when all the pieces come together and paint a perfect picture, I'm quite confident we will see how each step prepared us for the next.
The Lord has promised in Doctrine and Covenants 84, verse 88, that, quote, I will go before your face. I will be on your right hand and on your left, and my spirit shall be in your hearts and mine angels round about you to bear you up, end quote. And one last scripture found in 1 Nephi chapter 17, verse 13, quote, And I will also be your light in the wilderness, and I will prepare the way before you. End quote. I pray we can each see the wisdom in this pattern and recognize our Father's will in our lives as we move forward into the dark, allowing His light to guide us and trusting there will be solid ground under our feet. I hope you have a wonderful week. <laughs> <laughs>